Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. Hey, I'm Adam Allington. I'm the host of a new show from Bloomberg Environment called The Business of Bees. Here's what you need to know about it. We travel around the country talking to people at every corner of the honeybee ecosystem. This is the largest managed pollination event on Earth. In fact, commercial beekeeping is more important to farming than ever before. But bees are also under threat from pesticides and invasive pests and mysterious diseases. It's sort of like Christmas when you go to the hive in December and you open the lid. You just hope somebody's home. If you're interested in bees too, I think you might like the show. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts. Forget carbon neutral. Can we go carbon negative? This week on Parts Per Billion, we talk about the future of sucking greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere. Shalom and welcome to Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. You've probably heard a lot of talk recently about reducing carbon emissions. If we want to solve climate change, people say we've got to stop emitting so much carbon dioxide into the atmosphere. What if we could go even further than that, though? What if we could not just reduce our emissions, but also take greenhouse gases out of the air? That's not just science fiction anymore. So-called carbon capture is actually becoming a reality. But the stance of the U.S. government toward this new climate technology is a little murky, and here to get into the murkiness with us is Abby Smith, Bloomberg Environment's climate reporter. Thank you for being here, Abby. Thanks for having me. Um, so explain the concept behind carbon capture technology. You know, I'm not a scientist. I gather neither are you, although there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, but, you know, how does this work? Can we actually do this? Is this something that's possible? I'm not a scientist to answer your question, your first question. But yes, the short answer is yes. We can capture the carbon being emitted from the smokestacks of industrial facilities, everything from a coal-fired power plant to small ethanol plants. And then companies like Carbon Engineering, a Canadian-based company, are pioneering direct air capture, essentially sucking carbon directly out of the atmosphere. So it's not just you know taking what's coming out of the power plant, but actually just taking it from the just just the air, the, the ether, I guess. That's right. That's what Carbon Engineering is doing, and some other um, small companies that are working on on direct air capture. Uh, I want to point out small small companies. These are tiny startups. Why are why isn't this like the sort of biggest industry in the world, given the scale of the climate problem? The short answer for that is the cost. I think, you know, we are doing this now on a smaller scale. We are doing carbon capture from industrial facilities and uh, carbon engineering has a pilot facility and they're working on piloting that technology. But it is 
you know, quite a lot of money to get these started. It's a large upfront capital investment. So while we are doing carbon capture on the ground, according to the Global CCS Institute, there are 43 large-scale projects in the world in, um, in, in 2018. But a lot of those are smaller projects. They're with natural gas processing facilities. They're with fertilizer production. They're not with the power plants. They're not with the large industrial facilities that we really need to get this technology rolling off the ground. And the main reason is the cost. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that's I I can see why that would be prohibitive if it's, you know, we can do this, but it's just unbelievably expensive. Uh, But it sounds like based on your reporting that Congress is wanting to do something about that and to make the cost of carbon capture not so cost prohibitive. What's happening up on Capitol Hill? Yes. So Congress took a huge step last year. In fact, a group of four bipartisan senators really pioneered this um, extension and expansion of a tax credit incentive for carbon capture facilities. So that's Senator John Barrasso, chairman of the Environment Committee, from Republican from Wyoming, Senator Sheldon Whitehouse, Democrat from Rhode Island, extremely um, uh, forward-looking on climate policy. Senator- yeah, I mean, he, well, he's, he's, he's known for, uh, Senator Whitehouse is known for giving a speech on the Senate floor uh, every week, I think. Where That's he, right. He yeah. says, time to wake up. That's the big, uh, he has a big poster that says, time to wake up, and it's a different speech on climate change every week. That's right. Yes, he's a huge climate policy advocate, and he uh, has been also a longtime supporter of carbon capture technology. The other two senators to round out that four is former senator from North Dakota, Heidi Heitkamp, and then West Virginia Republican Senator Shelley Moore Capito. So they worked to get that law passed, signed into the budget bill last year, and it could be a huge boost to carbon capture technologies. It gives a tax credit per ton captured. And the senators didn't stop there. Barrasso and White House have continued to work on another bill called the Use It Act, which would... In this session. In this session, yes. And so they're working on... uh, It would help expand carbon dioxide pipeline infrastructure and also um, give money for direct air capture, sucking that carbon right out of the atmosphere. So I get the sense that uh, Senator Whitehouse and Senator Barrasso, uh, one from Rhode Island, one from... Uh, Wyoming don't really see uh, eye to eye on a lot of things, don't really work together that much. So it's pretty notable that they're working together on this, this bipartisan issue. Uh, However, the Trump administration sounds like they're a little more ambivalent. What's going on with them? So the Trump administration view is a little complicated. When you listen to some of the Trump administration officials speak, uh, Rick Perry of DOE, um, Andrew Wheeler of EPA, uh, David Bernhardt, they all talk about carbon capture. Uh, The Energy Department has been really out in front on this, talking a lot about how they want to fund more carbon capture research. They really want to get this technology. It's very futuristic. Yes. They, They really like this technology, but they're not really taking the full-fledged steps to really get it there. So the the prime example of this is this tax credit that was passed by Congress. It really needs uh, implementation rules to be written by the IRS. And the IRS has not really gotten moving on that. And it might be, you know, we might be looking at another year down the road where these rules um, of how to implement and take advantage of that tax credit aren't written. Do you think that's for ideological reasons, or do you think that's because the IRS is just so swamped that they are, you know, have this backlog of all these things they need to do? Is or going to be both? My sources are telling me it's the latter that they are really swamped uh, implementing the the tax cut bill. Um, that they are really just 
understaffed and overworked. But at the same time, there comes a point where all of these folks in this carbon capture industry, even the Energy Department, uh, Secretary Perry wrote to Steven Mnuchin asking him to prioritize this. There's a lot of pressure on the IRS right now. So at some point, you have to start asking the question, why aren't they prioritizing this? And let's finally take a step back and <clears throat> talk about carbon capture technology overall. You know, I, I like talking about it because it seems like this futuristic thing that could solve climate change, which is like this, you know, intractable problem. Is that the case or is it kind of wishful thinking on the part of people who are worried about climate change, such as myself? I don't think it's wishful thinking at all. I think it's actually the opposite. What the um, uh, I, uh, IPCC and what the International Energy Agency are saying is that carbon capture is needed for us to reach our Paris Agreement goals, to reach the climate goals. So it's not a, a fantasy. It needs to be a reality. And you look at something like um, the IPCC's uh, 1.5 degree report that came out last year. They say that there would have to be carbon dioxide removal of 100 gigatons to 1,000 gigatons of carbon dioxide through the 21st century. That's a large amount. I, I don't even really, I'm not sure I quite know what a gigaton is. So it's it's quite a lot. And uh, we need to get, if if we have any hope of meeting those climate goals, you know, folks at those agencies are saying, we need to get rolling. We needed to get rolling yesterday. So I think, you know, it's not kind of this futuristic solution. It's something that everyone's saying we really need on the ground right at this moment. Could we see a situation where, I mean, I guess this is hypothetical, so anything's possible, but could we see a situation where we can emit as much carbon dioxide or as much greenhouse gases as we want and it won't matter because we can just use our, you know, carbon capture air suckers like and, and suck it all out. And so it's we return to sort of like a, you know, pre-1950 energy source. Is that possible? Well, that would co require quite a lot of carbon yeah, capture. Yeah. So that uh, that would be at the scale that, you know, I, I don't think we could even imagine today. Yeah. But, you know, if we're, we're in the land of hypotheticals, if you're capturing and sucking out as much carbon as you're emitting, you're still at that carbon neutral level. But I think we'd have to get to really, really large scale of that technology um, to really make that a reality. And I think putting that much faith in carbon removal and carbon capture um, is probably not going to get you to those climate goals. You need some of the other stuff, yeah. too. All right. Well, that was Bloomberg Environment's Abby Smith talking about carbon capture technology. For more of her reporting, visit our website at news.bloombergenvironment.com. That website, once again, is news.bloombergenvironment.com. Also, don't forget to use the hashtag #PartsPerB to chat with us on social media. That hashtag, once again, is Parts per B. The episode of uh, Parts per Billion was produced by myself with help from Jessica Coombs. Our editor is Marissa Horn, and our audio engineer is Nicholas Anzalata. The music for Parts per Billion is A Message by Jazar. Thanks for listening. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. 
Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.